TH Glee, the show where we get high and watch Glee. I'm Courtney, and I've never seen all of Glee. And I'm Elise, and Glee was my entire personality back in the day. I know for the listeners, we are both consuming weed legally and are allowed to have it, so if it is not legal in your area or you are not of legal age to consume it, please don't. And yes, we will be trashing Will Schuster in every episode. Please enjoy this and hi us, take it away. I guess it's changed. Yeah, no, it's been seriously updated. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one who started the session and I still like fell for it. Um, <laughs> guys, I'm so high. Okay. Um, this is this is TH Glee season five, episode seven, Puppet Master. Just for the folks at home, it's been over three months since we did one of these. <laughs> Look, we've been busy. <laughs> it has been three months since we last watched Glee. A lot has changed in my life. I don't know about you, Courtney, but a lot has changed in my life since then. <laughs> oh boy, has it. I now work for a cannabis company, so that's really cool. I uh, started a new job on Tuesday. I graduated from college. Round of applause, round of applause. Thank you, listeners. What else? What else is new? I have so much this new, and I now that I said it, I'm like, well, what? What I would say, I would probably edit out. So, a lot of shits happened. Hey guys, guess what? Queen Elizabeth died today. Yeah, we're just gonna we're gonna mark this episode. It is September ninth or September eighth, twenty twenty two. Queen Elizabeth II died early this morning, or I guess it was like midday. Midday. Yeah. Midday, midday. It was, it was like 11. But <laughs> maybe, maybe Elise, 10.45. <laughs> Elise this morning texted me and was like, oh my god, I have to read it because the way you worded it was so <laughs> See, the thing is, we were recording when Betty White died. That is true. And that has weighed heavily on my mind ever since. And I, on air, would talk about my future response if Sondheim died. And then, like, two months later, he was dead. <laughs> so. Look, when you talk about old people, they're going to die. I, true that. Uh, what if the queen dies while we're talking about the Glee Puppet episode? Elise texted me that at 9.52 a.m. my time. I had just woken up. <laughs> And then all I responded with was, that's camp. (laughs) It would have been. It would have been camp if we had been recording when it happened. You know what I want to know? Because, like, sure, people have, like, been conspiracy theorizing that she's been dead for months, right? And, like, there's been, like, everyone knew she was going to die soon. But, um... Like, but it was, like, this morning. It was, like, right before I woke woke up. It was, like, wee hours of the morning, U.S. time, when it was, like, the Queen's doctors are concerned, and, uh, like, we're gonna keep her here, and everybody's gonna come see her. What I want to know is, what the fuck did they see 
this morning that was like, oh, shit. Because <laughs> she was dead, like, less than eight hours later, right? Like, it was fast. I have a feeling she died, like, yesterday. Oh, and really? And this is all, like, covering it up? Oh, yeah. But it's both, also, or maybe, maybe she, like, had a stroke yesterday or something. Maybe, Yeah. Because, like, I'm picturing, like, like the royal doctors, like, putting a stethoscope up to her and being like, call, call Prince William. (laughs) Like, (laughs) where's Charles? (laughs) Dude, it's crazy that he's already king. I thought that they, like, had to do, like, some sort of coronation or whatever before he was technically king, but I guess, like, who would rule in the interim? They can't have, like, an interim king. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of an automatic thing, and I'm sure he'll have a formal ceremony at some point, like, after her funeral. The thing is, he's not gonna be king for very long. That dude's now really old. Because his mom was old as shit. She was in her 90s, yeah. She was 96. And he's, like, in his 70s, I think? He's old. He's really old, yeah. I think you're right. I think he's in his 70s, because I think I saw that, like, Princess Diana was supposed to be, like, 60-something this week. And he was older than her. And now, and now, but also, um... Never I mind saw the so fact many Lady Die fan camps today. <laughs> well, it was the 25th anniversary of her death, like two day- to a few days ago, or something yeah. like that. And so, like, there's some there's some suspicious stuff there because maybe Princess Die was like, "You're coming with me, old bitch." Like, <laughs> <laughs> racist bitch. <laughs> Anyway, thanks for tuning in to our podcast about the Royals. I've been your host. Pamela Lansbury. And I'm, um... Elliot Starchild Gilbert. Josh Bippy. Josh Bippy. Hey, where's he been? Uh, around. Hey, where's Josh Pippy at? Hey, guys. Hey. Anyone Josh? heard from Josh? <laughs> Anyone heard from Josh? Remember him? Remember when he and Quinn dated for, like, a second? I swear to God, this is going to be our longest episode of all time. <laughs> this is going to be it. Um. So this episode, <laughs> I forgot how to do this show, if I'm being completely no, honest. No, it's the same way. When I was recording um, Pumpin' however long ago with Kayla, I was like, what do I say? I Because I hadn't done it in, like, almost a year at that point. Yeah. Oh, it's been, like, a, almost a year since I've done a Ramsey's, and I'm like, I should bring that back. Because I did have a very nice person DM me on Instagram, like, to my account, not my Ramsey's account. My account was like, hey, are you going to do more of these? Like, I really loved them. And I was every, like, oh, you're Every, very- like, three <laughs> months or so, I get somebody on the pumping account or on my account, like, commenting on one of my posts being like, oh my god, it's so great to, like, put a face to your voice. I love your show. And I'm like, thank you. I promise I'm gonna make more. (laughs) We're just very tired. But every time that's happened, I've been like, it's coming really soon, I promise. And it's been, like, a year since I said that for the first time. And now I've said it, like, three more times. My dad's calling me. I am not gonna take that call. I'm sorry. Dad, if you're listening... Now's not the time. It's not the time. Dad, if you hear this, no, you didn't. (laughs) Papa, if you hear me, I'm too high to talk to you right now. (laughs) Daddy, can you hear me? (laughs) Remember when they did that on Glee? 
Yes, when Bert was actually dying. <laughs> He's in a literal coma. And Rachel was like, what if I yentl this right now? <laughs> She's like, I've always wanted to live my little yentl girl fantasy. <sighs> so this episode. Something about this episode being the one that we come to after three long months away. Three months of change, of love and heartbreak, <laughs> of accomplishments and panic attacks. Of this life, being the death, one. Taxes. <laughs> this being the one. It was it was a lot for me. I'm not gonna lie. It was a big <laughs> experience. And like I don't even really remember what happened in this. I just know that like I feel traumatized. <laughs> let let me start with the here's what you missed on Glee, because I forgot <laughs> literally everything that they Lord said. Lord knows we need it. Yeah, every single new point in the Here's What You Missed on Glee, Courtney's like, Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, I forgot about that. For literally every point. It was oh I so- forgot. I for I subsequently forgot that Marley and Jake dated and then broke up and then we're now still broken up. Forgot all of that. Well, because uh, who who would blame you for not caring? <laughs> forgot about Pamela Lansbury, the band that Kurt and Adam Lambert and Demi Lovato and <laughs> Rachel are in. and Santana and Santana. So they, it's five people. All of them are singers, <laughs> and none of them write songs. This is. This is what, like, remember in Camper Jumper Simulator, this is a joke for only us, when Elise is like, we're making a super group. Scott Stepp, Chris Cornell, and Bruce, like, they're both singers. Like, yeah, it's all singers. We're getting all the singers. This oh is what they did. Rick showed me the first two Lord of the Rings movies last weekend, and I the amount of times I, I went, he was a Saruman. <laughs> it's in the double digits. <laughs> No, it's Sauron. 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 <laughs> if you if it's if it sounds like we're blubbering idiots right now, go watch Camper Jumper Simulator from Funhouse. Thank us later. <laughs> Thank us in Patreon subscriptions. <laughs> it is truly the best video. It's Funhouse it's literally ever. my fa- like my all time favorite number one YouTube video. I'm not even I'm not even joking. Yeah, it's it's for sure up there. Like it's it's yeah. I'm going to watch it after we're done with this. <laughs> we really don't want to talk about this episode. Really. <laughs> we're really avoiding it. So, um... Did you, Courtney, do you even remember that the last episode was the Billy Joel episode? No. <laughs> do you remember a Billy Joel episode? Uh, Jake sang Moving Out? No. no he sang no. My Life. That's what it is. <laughs> Blaine and Sam sang Moving Out. That's right. Nobody sang Vienna, though. It's a shame, really. You could keep naming, you could keep saying words and telling me they're Billy Joel songs, and I would believe you. (laughs) We Drive the Car Up the Hill by Billy Joel. (laughs) Matthew Moore Sit on a Mug by Billy Joel. I'm currently drinking from my Matthew Morrison mug while wearing my new present from Courtney. My ma- my I hate this man Matthew Morrison shirt. I'm showing it to the camera like you guys can see me. You can't. I'll post a picture. <laughs> yeah. 
Dude, I'm going to edit this in a year, and I'm going to be dying listening to this, and I'm going to be texting you, and you're going to be like, sorry, I'm 230 episodes behind, and I'm going to be like, but Courtney, it's so funny. Oh my God. And then eight weeks after that, it'll get uploaded, and everybody else can hear it. I've been listening to these. How dare you? I listen to them every week. I listen to them one day during the week while I take my shower. I listen to them when I remember to put them in my queue. Well, uh, this week's was only half an hour. Yeah. As opposed to the Christmas episode last week, which was 51 minutes. We love to talk, as evidenced by what we're doing right now. We still have not mentioned a single plot point of this episode. (laughs) So the episode starts, Blaine parges into the choir room. Everyone's in there just like faffing about on the instruments and like going faffing about that's great then they're just going "Ah, ah." they're just just vocalizing and blaine comes in is like guys mr shu said he was stuck in his classroom all day so i have the hiccup i'm sorry so (laughs) we need so he put me in charge and i'm gonna lead the glee club boom 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 we're gonna do acapella i'm gonna play piano and they're all like Boo, Blaine, you suck. And then Blaine's like, me, 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 me. And then he runs out of the room and Kitty says that he's menstruating. And that's how the episode opens. And then Sue is talking to, or, uh, Sue runs into Figgins in the hallway and is like, Figgins, you're the janitor now. Janitor, Principal Figgins. Um, yeah, I, I had to point that out while we were watching it. I was like, that's janitor, Principal Figgins to you. <laughs> And then she's like, the superintendents are coming to evaluate the school and make me principal, so bye. And so she goes and talks with these two guys. And as they're leaving, one guy who looks like Andy Cohen, if Andy Cohen was straight. Also, I wondered on the record, Courtney did not remember Andy Cohen's name. No, I remember describe who they were thinking of so that I could say Andy Cohen. (laughs) I could think of the name Andy, but I was like, don't know for the life of me what his last name is right now. There's commotion. (laughs) Rick's parents' dog is staying with us right now, and Um, he and Xena sort of feed off of each other. (laughs) Great. Um, Although, Xena is seriously the most jealous creature I've ever met. (laughs) Zena gets jealous when Rick and I are, like, cuddling. She'll, like, come over and, like, shove her skull under his arm. Aww. And when Gio stands with us, this is, like, the third time he stayed with us, Zena gets so jealous that another creature is getting attention. <laughs> she's, she's diabolical. So this morning, Rick went to take a shower, because he, he gets up, like, two hours before me. He went to take a shower, and he had the dog's out on the upper level with him. I guess he hadn't closed the door to our room all the way because after he'd been in there a while, the door busts open as I'm sleeping. Xena comes over to my side and puts her paws up and like sniffs me and then leaves. And then (laughs) she goes back to the other bed and Gio comes in because he thinks I have something. And now he's just in there and she's in there alone. (laughs) She's such a bitch. She's like, I want this I want this boy out of my space. Let me go fuck with my mom. This will work. Yeah. And then I'll be left alone in peace. Oh my god. She's too smart. She's diabolical, I'm telling you. 
Speaking of okay, diabolical. Anyway, uh, Sue. <laughs> so Andy Cohen looks at Sue and is straight like. Straight Andy Cohen. <laughs> straight Andy Cohen. Looks at Sue and is like, yeah, bro, you're so cool, dude. Let's go get some beers like men do. And Sue's like, the fuck? <laughs> and then she talks to Becky about how um, she's a girl and she's a woman who loves men and wants to be more feminine. And Becky's like, change your style. And then Sue's like, but in the 80s, this happened. And we get a flashback for some reason of the we origin of so Sue. many more Sue flashbacks before this show is over. I don't understand it and I don't care to. Um, Who's it for? Sue. You know what? I bet Jay Lynch was like, well, I don't bet. I just, I speculate. Jay Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Lynch was like, hey, I'm not in the story enough. I'm not the character of my own stories enough. Uh, I can easily leave this show and get a job somewhere else. You better start writing more stories that are explicitly about me. And they were like, okay. <laughs> That's what I speculate may have happened. I mean, yeah, sure. Why not? It's called job negotiation, people. It's called job security. <laughs> yeah. So flashbacks sue has a skirt on Ooh, and she's like nobody respects me she's wearing one hell of a wig it's long and ugly i mean yeah and then she puts on a tracksuit and now everyone fears her because she's manly or whatever um so i didn't get why this was happening nobody knows so now sue is on a quest to be more feminine meanwhile in New York, Kurt got everyone. Kurt got their band, Pamela Lansbury, a gig at uh, Callbacks, which is a piano Broadway bar that all the Neonatists. It's the go bar to. that Blaine cried in. Yeah, while singing "Teenage Dream." And then they sang uh, "Don't Speak." In that episode, in this episode, they sing "Into the Groove." No, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so Kurt's talking to all of the all of the band members and is like, no, this will be good for us. I, I can see it now. And then as he was like doing his speech, I was like, I feel a song coming on. And then sure enough, they break into Madonna's into the groove. And it's, and then literally as it's happening, I'm like, is this a dream or is this real life? And neither of us could figure it out until after the song was over. And it turns out it was indeed a dream sequence. Yeah, for the record, it was a dream sequence. But we, we were unsure for a minute there. And I've seen this episode at least twice. So, we're scared. <laughs> this, was, this was at least my third time seeing this and I still couldn't You never know with Glee, okay? Sometimes they, You never know. You never it's know. It's a new sequence and sometimes they're like actually we just flash forwarded to in real time. Right, and, and sometimes they're like both in the dream sequence and in real life at the same time, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. with Jake doing... Yeah. Yeah. Nasty. Yeah. So that happens and then Kurt calls Blaine, or Blaine calls Kurt. Blaine calls Kurt and is like, everyone thinks I'm controlling. And Kurt's like, you are controlling. You're a puppet master. But hey, babe, come see my band perform at a bar in New York on a Thursday night. 
in the middle of the school year. And also, you were just here last week. And Blaine's like, okay. (laughs) So, uh, (sighs) Blaine hangs up and he's like, whatever. I'm, if they don't like me, poo. And so he goes to the choir room and Brad is there and he and Brad have a wonderful conversation where Blaine complains and Brad says that he has a gambling addiction and owes money to many people. (laughs) And his house is being foreclosed on. (laughs) I'm just glad that they gave him lines this week. I I know. I was. He's a good dude. He's a, he's a sweet man. I was like, oh my god, it's Brad. He's also genuinely funny. <laughs> There's a reason he's universally beloved. There is not a single person that's watched Glee on Earth that doesn't like Brad the piano guy. <laughs> oh my god. And then Blaine is like, well, I'm just gonna sit here in the back corner and not talk to anybody. And they can they can all... <laughs> and then he sits down in front of this vent and as he's talking, his he starts slurring, and he goes, and then we hear Tina saying, Blaney Days, which, what, since when is that his nickname? Since, um, she said it before. I know she has, at least once. I think, I think she said it for the first time in that episode where she was like, Blaine, will you go to the dance with me? I think that's the first episode she said it in, which was, like, a full season ago, by the way. How fucked is that? That a full season ago is when that plotline happened. Disgusting. Gross. Um, I guess we're only on, like, what, episode seven, which is obscene. This should be episode 13 of a season, not seven. So, Blaine Blaine hears Tina saying Blaney days, and he opens his eyes, and Tina is a Muppet. (laughs) And she is a puppet, and then he looks around, and Unique is a puppet, and Kitty's a puppet, and oh my god, everyone's a puppet. And they all look at Blaine, and... He's still a man. (laughs) He is still a man. He's still a human man. Am I a man or a Muppet? He's a man. (laughs) Darren Chris, though, a Muppet. Muppet. Muppet of a man. He is. He's a Muppet of a man, is what the fuck Darren Chris is. (laughs) Especially when he has his, like, floppy curly hair. Yeah, when his hair gets long, he's a fucking Muppet. I'm a man. (laughs) Am I a man? I love that movie. Am I a Muppet? Am I a Muppet? (laughs) (laughs) So, Sam the Muppet walks by and is like, hey, Blink. We're best friends, even though I'm straight and you're gay. And I have blonde hair and you're gay. (laughs) It's so stupid. It's the stupidest (laughs) joke of the episode. And I laughed. (laughs) I I still stand by that Sam is the best character. Yeah, that's been one of the most surprising things for me doing this, along with, like, Faberry being my one OTP. Yeah. (laughs) Is, like, I really like Sam. Sam's, Sam's a good great. kid. He is not problematic. He just wanders he's a, he's around. He's just himbo to the core, okay? And he he's just wants ride or die him. himbo. And he just he wants won't. to love a woman and be nice and <laughs> do impressions. Needs, he just needs a woman to love and a friend to have. <laughs> 
and a voice to imitate. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they all like look at Blaine in a kind of a creepy way, and they're like, "Hey, Blaine, you're the best. Sing us a song." And he's like, "Really? You want me to sing for you?" <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah." <laughs> and sings Queen. He sings, "You're my best friend." You're my best friend. <laughs> Music and lyrics by John Deacon. And he's singing it with all the Muppets. And there's a Muppet Mr. Shoe. It's so upsetting. That's so upsetting. (laughs) I don't think I mentioned that in this episode. (coughs) While we were watching, I started making jokes in dot gif said Lucille Bluth good for her dot gif. Thorgy Thor ug Jesus gross dot gif. <laughs> and now that's so upsetting dot gif. Oh my god I'm crying. <laughs> but he I seemed- will say the ending sequence of this episode awakened something primal in me. <laughs> it was like a primal fear response. <laughs> Like, my heart started racing. I I started to, like, I I tried to keep it in check because I didn't want to scare Rick. But I was, like, low-key hyperventilating. I literally, uh, we'll talk about it, but I, like, wanted to start crying. Something in my body was like, I reject this. (laughs) My fight or flight was activated. (laughs) Um, So, they sing the song, and then real tina wakes blaine up and they're all mean also to saying blaney days yeah she goes blaney days wake up you slept through class you bitch and then kitty's <laughs> like you're a bitch and then jake's like get it together dude and unique's like you're a bitch and they all leave and blaine's like what the fuck man and so he goes to his senior elective which is arts and crafts with a woman we've never seen before (laughs) with professor trelawney (laughs) professor trelawney meets miss darbus from high school musical that was this woman goes he's like in the middle of arts and crafts and he's like professor or teacher whatever i know we've been um experimenting with yarn for three months but i was wondering if i might use some felt and yarn to make a puppet and she is like okay <laughs> and then stoner what is his name stoner steve stoner, stoner brett, brett. <laughs> he's like can i experiment with decoupage and she's like no <laughs> and so he continues knitting a, a bong koozie he was knitting a rasta colors bong it looked like a bon- like a you know like a beer koozie. It was a bong koozie. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I was obsessed with Stoner Brett in this scene. And so, see, this is a genuine moment of comedy from Glee. If they just stuck to jokes like this, it'd be a good show. Yeah. And so then Blaine makes a he makes a Kurt puppet, and it looks good. It's a very well it's done. Well made. I don't know why they they got all these human hair wigs for these puppets. The hair, on another level. 
And so Blaine is walking around with the Muppet. And Sue comes up to him and is like... He's, like, talking to the Muppet, to be clear. He's talking to himself. He's having a conversation with the Kurt Muppet. He's, like, doing a Kurt impression and everything. Yeah, it's a lot. And Sue comes up to him and is like, what the fuck are you doing? She's like, I need you to know that I'm not okay with this. And he's like, I miss Kurt. And she's like, get your fist out of the Kurt Puppet. And give it to me. <laughs> also, you there. have detention. So, Blaine gets... No, he doesn't get detention. He only gets detention when he goes back to the office to try oh, and no, steal... Oh, no, you're right, you're right, you're right. ...the Kurt puppet. So, Sue takes the puppet away from Blaine, and Blaine is sad. And then he goes to Jake and is like, Hey, Jake, I think I'm losing it, man. And then, but also, you should try sitting in the back corner of the glee room because you're gonna fucking lose <laughs> man. And so, Jake is like choreographing for the Cheerios. Also, that might have been in an episode that we watched three months ago, but I couldn't fucking tell you. I don't care. All I know is that he was teaching them some like dance, and they all sucked at it. And it was in this scene that I remembered that he had fucked the one Cheerio. And she was, like, stumbling around a lot. And I was like, I bet she's going to be pregnant. I, I thought that in my brain. <laughs> I should have said it out loud. I because... believe that you figured that out immediately. Yeah. <laughs> they and weren't so then, subtle about it. So then Jake is like, all of you suck. Fuck off. And then he goes to the Glee Club room. And Mr. Shu is like, Jake, teach us how to dance. And Jake's like, no. All of you suck. Bye. And then Marley's like, you're a bitch. And Jake's like, let me huff some of this gas. I'm gonna dance, bitch. And then they do a mashup of Nasty by Janet Jackson and Rhythm Nation. It's really good. It's a good mashup. It's a weird number, though, to, like, watch. Yeah. The Cheerios are, like, so sexy. (laughs) The Cheerios are bigger, better, more sexually promiscuous. (laughs) The Cheerios are full, like, showgirls-level dancing in this number. Like, And they're wearing sluttier outfits than ever before. Like, this is, like... And to be clear, thing. I'm into it, but... <laughs> it, it's just weird, because they're all supposed to be, like, 15. It's a lot. It's a lot. So Jake is, like, doing this number. Marley is also doing this number, and there's a moment where she dances in the worst way. It's terrible. I thought it's her, really I mean, her dancing in the twerking episode at least was like, you could be like, oh, it's like ironic, you know. Yeah. But in this, it seemed very earnest. <laughs> yeah. And it was giving me like Blair St. Clair doing a dance challenge on Drag Race vibes. Oh my you know what god. I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Baby yeah. giraffe. <laughs> no, hey, baby giraffe is what I was called. Don't call, don't lump me in with those losers. No, you're better than them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's worse than a baby giraffe? Baby antelope. I don't know. So they do the number. Marley's like, you're a bitch still. And then they're all mad at Jake because Jake's a man slut. Which they also call him a manslut a lot in the Here's What You Missed on Glee. But he is a manslut, so I guess, you know. 
He's no worse than Mr. Shoe, his only role model. Mr. Shoe is also a manslut, though. Exactly. So, meanwhile, Sue goes to Mr. Shoe and is like, hey, you're feminine sometimes. Teach me. And he's like, no. <laughs> and she's like, no, teach me how to be a girl. And he's like, uh, Ginger Rogers. And she's like, the fuck do you mean ginger rogers and then he goes on some like monologue about ginger rogers and fred astaire and i don't really understand what the point of it was but then i think the point of it is that like ginger rogers was like the vision of femininity but like she was really the one in control i think that's what it was i don't understand what that fuck has to do with sue's problem though they just wanted to do a fred astaire number so (laughs) Jane Lynch was like, hey, I'll only renew my contract if. So Sue's sitting in front of the gas leak and she has her own hallucinations and um, it's her and Mr. Shu doing a Fred Astaire, uh, the cheek to cheek song. Yeah. And it's like, nobody asked for it. So. I, I was having a full-on conversation with my boyfriend during this scene. Yeah, I was playing a game on my phone. So. N- neither of us give a rat's ass. And I even said while we were watching, I was like, once again, who is this for? <laughs> uh, who? Jesus. It's Jesus. for Jesus? Jesus Christ. Okay, Gaga. Gaga. That's my name. Don't worry it out. What the fuck was I talking about? You got oh, to the end Sue. of the Will and Sue stuff. Yeah, so uh, that happened. Who cares? Back in New York, um, they do... They're about to do... Uh, Pamela Lansbury's about to go on. And um, Kurt gets a call from Blaine. And Blaine's like, hey, babe. Um, I, I'm, I can't be there tonight because I got detention and Sue's going to just suspend me if I go. So, Kurt sorry. Kurt engaged to somebody that can still get detention. Yeah. That's a little much, I won't lie. And Kurt's I mean, like, like, you know me. I'm, I'm clean, ride till I die. But. <laughs> well, then on. Kurt's, like, mad that Blaine couldn't this... come to New York on a school night. This was the one scene where I, like, finally understood a fraction of what, like, the Kurt haters feel. Yeah. Like, I I still don't really buy into a lot of the narrative online that Kurt haters ascribe to. I don't know. You probably don't even know what I'm talking about. But, like, but there are certain people that really dislike him and particularly dislike Clayne, and they, like, well, there's people that do this about Blaine, too, where they're like, Kurt was abusive, or, like, Blaine was abusive. I'm like, I don't, none of that's true. However, this was, like, a low point for Kurt, for me. Yeah. It's a this tough was, look for my guy. This was, a, this was not a good look. Yeah, it's Although, like, like, this episode's such a throwaway, like, it doesn't fucking matter, is the thing. <laughs> like, none of this is ever gonna get addressed again. <laughs> Yeah, it it's odd for sure. Um, but like, Kurt's all like mad, and then Kurt like becomes a puppet 
when he's on the phone because Blaine yeah. is so high off the gas or something. And then Kurt, Kurt's like, I'm not a puppet. And then he hangs up and Rachel's like, yeah, there's no one here. So <laughs> there's just like one guy in the audience. It's like an really... older gentleman who has brought his like murder. She wrote VHS collection. Yeah, because he really loves Angela Lansbury. Yeah. I don't know. Who cares? Yeah. And then Sue goes to Unique and is like, hey, I need you to help make me girly. And Unique's like, okay. So that's happening. Um, Blaine makes a Tina puppet and is talking to it. <laughs> That's interesting. It was in that scene where I remembered how this all ends. Yeah, and then Tina comes in and is like, Hey, Blaine, we're really sorry. Please come to the Glee Club. We really want your ideas. And Blaine's like, okay. And then <laughs> um, Sue is in like a very nice, casual like business skirt cardigan attire thing. And is showing the superintendents around the school and then Figgins is in the choir room and is like, Sue's putting the kids in danger because there's a gas leak in here. And Sue's like, how the fuck did you know about the gas leak? And bitch, I already fixed it. Even though that's supposed to be your job. And then Figgins is like, dope. And they make Sue the real full-time principal. And then Sue tries to ask out straight Andy Cohen, and he's like, ew, no. And then she's like, oh, awkward. It was really rude. Uh, he was rude. Yeah, he could have let her down easier. And also not in front of everybody, you know? But also, like, don't ask him in front of everybody. Yeah. Anyways. And then Kurt goes to Pamela Lansbury and is like, Bitch, I got us a second gig at the Williamsburg Music Hall because the guy in the audience loved us and he sent a video of us to his nephew who works for, you guessed it, Williamsburg Music Hall. And then a UPS guy shows up and is like, package for Kurt Hummel. And Kurt's like, it's from Blaine. I wonder what it could be. And Blaine opens it, or Kurt opens it, and Rachel's like, there's one for each of us. And it's creepy. <laughs> and then Blaine goes to the choir room. And, like, imagine there's, like, horror music playing in the background of this. Blaine goes to the choir room. That was room. the tone I was trying to set. Was horror music imminently getting more horrifying. Future release. Put in horror music for this section. <laughs> Blaine goes to the choir room. He looks out to the, his fellow choir Glee Club members and is like, Hey, guys, I'm sorry. I've been controlling I just want what's best for the Glee Club. And they're like, yeah, we know, Blaine. We love you still. We're going to we're gonna rock it. We're going to do what you think is best because you're in charge. And Blaine's like, but I, I don't want to just lead us. I want to be a leader. And then he's like, I got a present for everybody. And he, gives, he gets out a big box. <laughs> and he opens the box. And inside is a felt puppet of everybody. <laughs> and they all take their puppets. And as they're taking their puppets, they go to the stage, and 
oh my god, it is Blaine and Tina singing What Does the Fox Say? And I uh, felt my entire soul leave my body. <laughs> it really, it was almost an out-of-body experience. It was, it was like, it was, almost. <laughs> it was hearing the cow goes moo, duck goes mag, whatever the fuck the lyrics are, because I don't even know, because I haven't listened to that song since 2013. Like that, a normal like, person. Yeah. And I was like, I... Wasn't, what does the yeah. fox say, wasn't that, like, before we were in college? I think it came out while we were in college. I remember distinctly, like, listening to it. Like, it just seems the like the sort of song that would have been popular senior year of high school. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it was, like, freshman year it was, of college. It was, like, it was like gang style a year later. Yeah, because the Harlem Shake was um, senior year of high school. Do you remember the Harlem Shake? Yeah, it was on the show, remember? Yeah. That was, like, senior year of high school. What the fuck? What does the fox say was, like, fall of 2013, I want to say. Well. Because then... The the next the, their other song came out the the Stonehenge one you remember that one no <laughs> it's their other song and <laughs> that was less of a big deal but I did listen to that song a lot too because I was also really in nin- Ninja Sex Party at the time so maybe I had a whole this, playlist maybe this song was like summer before our freshman year of college because this episode aired. During the first half of our freshman year of college. Yeah. This aired in, like, October or November. It was released September 3rd, 2013. Oh my god, Glee works fast! They got in there and they were like... Jeez, this is episode (laughs) 7! The songwriters are... Barty Vosker, Vigardi Vosker, Christian Lockster. <laughs> all these like Norwegian names. <laughs> this perform okay, Courtney. Having seen this and having seen, oh, two hands worth of terrible Glee performances. What would you at this moment call the worst Glee performance? <sighs> Because for think, me, watching this right now, it feels like it's this. <laughs> it feels like it's this. I definitely think I had a stronger reaction to Turkey Lurkey. That's what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> I still think that holds number one in my heart. As in, I will never again watch it. I feel like at least what does the fox say is listenable. Because it just is the song. You know? Like, it's just the song, What Does the Fox Say? They didn't, like... like, if I ever see even a moment of turkey lurking time again, I will kill myself. I just... It's it's unwatchable. It's unwatchable. I feel like I watched it again fairly recently, but I don't know. I would... But I would say that my top three worst songs in Glee, Let's Have a Kiki Turkey Lurkey Time... Gangnam Style, and this. Those are a good top three. I think I Super Bass is probably fourth. I, Super Bass was not as bad as, as I thought it was going to be. What, you thought she was, like, gonna do blackface? No, I thought it was just gonna be 
like somehow worse than like Gangnam Style was, or worse than Turkey Lurkey Time, but it 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 it's like a, a middling bad glee moment. See, my thing with both Super Bass and Turkey Lurkey Time, I feel like they're two of objectively the worst, and at the same time, I feel like I have to give them points for the camp value. <laughs> Like, camp has to count for something, and I think those two have so much more, cl- like, camp clout than, uh, than this or Gangnam Style, because those are just offensive. <laughs> well, I don't know if this was technically offensive. It offended, like, my blood. Like, my blood was like, no. Yeah, I mean, if we're going for, like, production value, like, I would say that at least let's have a Kiki and um, Super Base had like star star power, star quality. Yeah, like, like they were they were trying something, <laughs> but inherently they're both unwatchable and unlistenable because of how cringe they are. They are they are like the pinnacle of like it's like it's if it's like the cringiest people on earth made music videos. <laughs> and also, like if I was just to listen to any of these. I would much prefer listening to them sing Gangnam Style and What Does the Fox Say, like, as just, like, a normal cover, as opposed to a stupid mashup that makes me want to die, and Jane Lynch singing Super Bass. Like, those are, that's just, like, You don't want to hear Leah Michelle say Hunty? No. <laughs> and I don't want to hear Barry Gradshaw monologue. <laughs> It's true, she monologues. Oh my god, another thing that's happened this week since we've last recorded is Leah Michelle not only got the role of Fanny Bryce on Broadway, since we last recorded, Leah Michelle, it was leaked she was getting cast, she was cast, more drama happened, more stuff about her not reading happened, and this week she opened on Broadway. Jane Lynch left Funny Girl supposedly not not because of leah michelle but she definitely left she definitely wasn't like mad that she was leaving when leah michelle was coming in yeah and oh oh the memes have been so good the this has been the most insane week to be on twitter oh instagram too like what's the the, don't worry darling stuff was this week oh timothy chalamet in his red jumpsuit (laughs) looking like fucking Deborah Messing. Unwilling <laughs> Grace, yeah. But what's the, the Onion version of, like, the Broadway, like, the Broadway version of the it's Onion? It's like Broadway Beat or something. It's like, it's yeah, really strange. They have been fucking ruthless. <laughs> <laughs> what was the one I sent you, though? Oh, where is it? I really I like the one where on Tuesday it was like, where will you be going tonight? Into the Woods new cast... Uh, Leah Michelle, funny girl, uh, a third thing that I'm sorry I don't remember, or a nice Christian dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this this is the one that you sent me earlier this week. It's a picture of Leah Michelle, and it just says, the headline is, of course I can write, of course I can read. I wrote my name in the devil's book, read the cursed scroll of Hecate, and now a reflection appears in no mirror. Grow up, op-ed by Leah Michelle. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, this 
this one, this headline is funny too. John M. Chu announces Wicked adaptation will actually be three movies due to that look on your face right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) That one really got me. (laughs) So funny. That hits close to home. Oh my god. <laughs> Did that look on your face? <laughs> yep, I think I've like grown movies. an ab from laughing for the past two hours. Oh my god. Um, I don't have anything else to say. It feels so things. good to, to be doing this. <laughs> We're home. Oh. Um, yeah, I mean, what what is there to say about this? Oh, uh, I, I noted two quotes in Discord while we were watching, which were uh, both by Sue. <laughs> she had some good ones this episode. First, she referred to Blaine as, you strange, tiny, doe-eyed pervert. <laughs> and then she referred to Kurt as porcelain, the sassy, toothless elf. Do you know what we didn't even mention? The fact that when Blaine went to go steal back the Kurt doll and got caught, he put it on Sue's desk and it moved while they weren't looking. And Sue looked at it and was like, the fuck was that? (laughs) This is a horror movie. (laughs) That was a nightmare. That... That was a very strong no from both of us, dog. <laughs> yeah, both of us were like, you know the movie? Nope. Nope. <laughs> Hashtag nope. Nope. That was a good movie. I haven't seen I'm it. So, I'm so excited to see Don't Worry, Darling. And oh my god, same. Did you see it's gonna be an IMAX? <laughs> That's a lot. That's so fucking funny to me. <laughs> okay, what's the drama that you know about? Because I feel like I know some of the drama, but not a lot of it. So. This is the pop culture section of the podcast. (laughs) It feels like I'm being forced to take a test right now because I'm face meltingly high right now. You want me to Um, say what I know first? Because I. I... Yeah. And then I'll like fill in the gaps. So I was told by one of my coworkers so I don't know if I didn't look this up. I don't know if any of this is real, but I was told that the Harry Styles role was originally supposed to be Shia LaBeouf. Yes, that's true. And that Olivia Wilde, like, didn't want that for some reason. They had like started shooting or like rehearsing or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, she alleges that she fired him, which mm-hmm. is. A smart thing to do because Shia LaBeouf is currently being sued for abuse. <laughs> yeah, um, I know he, he's not. Been he's not a good great. dude. But then yeah. Shia LaBeouf like had a recording of her like asking him to come back to work or something. Like he had mm-hmm. quit. Yeah. So I don't know. And, I don't. But know. but then. We all know now that Harry Styles is in the role, and it's a little sus- it's a little suspicious because Harry Styles is currently dating who? Olivia Wilde. Well, he wasn't was when him. he was put in the cast. This happened either while they were filming or shortly after they were filming. Widely believed to be while they were. Interesting. Yeah. 
but now it's like I don't know. I guess people are suspicious if the movie is going to be good because of Harry Styles being in it or something. Well, uh, the reviews out of the film festival, which just happened, are that it is not very good. <laughs> which is a shame because I feel like Florence Pugh is going to be good in it because Florence Pugh is good. No, in every- Florence Pugh yeah. gets raves. She gets raves. Everything else, with the exception of the occasional love for Chris Pine, everything else they hate. Yeah, because, like... But it's mostly the script, it sounds like. Okay. Because, like, I know Harry Styles isn't, like, an actor. But I understand... He's a good wanting, dude. But he... I under, but also, like, I'm like, yeah, if I was doing a movie and I needed some, like, hot new boy right now, it would be Harry Styles. Everyone fucking loves Harry Styles. Totally. He's, he's like, on top of the world right now. Except for now. But, like, three days ago... <laughs> <laughs> I like Harry Styles. Uh, this one person I follow on Twitter, I really enjoy what they tweet 90% of the time, but the other 10% of the time, they're just like a vicious Harry Styles hater and like cyberbully. I like Harry Styles. <laughs> Me too. I, I'm like, lay off him. He's not, he's not a bad dude. I know he says stupid things. Nobody's debating that. But I mean, if you'd been famous for as long as he's been famous, you all would also say stupid things. Okay? Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Everybody says stupid things in their life. Most people just don't get it, you know, broadcast to the entire world. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that's all she's saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Our hands are up. That's all she's saying. <laughs> hey, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> hey, I don't blame you. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> is it, um... like, chuggy for us to be talking about this? Because this is going to come out, like, a year from now. <laughs> Everybody's gonna remember this and not nearly as fondly as we do right now. Uh, who cares? This is our podcast. It's true. This is our show and it's a guerrilla podcasting. Will we talk about Glee again before we end the episode? That's for you to listen and find out. The answer is no. We're ending the episode right now. <laughs> I will say, there were a decent number of, like, jokes and, like, sight gags in this that I thought were genuinely funny. But it was, like, such a shame that they were happening under these circumstances. <laughs> Elise, what was your favorite song? Uh, the Janet Jackson mashup. Yeah. I listened answer. to that in my free time. <laughs> that's the only, that's the only acceptable answer. Yeah. I mean, Darren Chris sounds great singing Queen. I love Queen. Well, yeah. now I love half of Queen because the other half are dead to me, but. <laughs> you like, you like the dead half but you don't like the dead two you have. I like Freddie Mercury and John Deacon. Freddie Mercury's dead. John Deacon is retired and out of the public eye. The other what two... About... Forget Thin Ice. We passed that a long time ago. Was it Brian May or whatever? Hair. Yeah, Brian May and Roger Taylor. Hey, guys, if you if you just want to turn your location on, I just want to talk, I promise. <laughs> hey, Adam Lambert, you were on Glee, and you know these guys... Uh, yeah, hey, Adam Lambert, if you're listening, um, just just tell the old men to turn their locations on. It's no big deal. <laughs> I just want to talk. Elise <laughs> just wants to have a nice sit down with them. About, I just want to have a civil discussion. That's all. About their role in the making of the uh, <laughs> Oscar nominated. It's called Bohemian Rhapsody. It's an Academy Award winning film. Um, and it's also happens to be my award least favorite film of all time. <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody. It won for best editing, which is so criminal. 
Rami Malek should give back his Oscar. Okay, anyway, <laughs> do we have anything left to say about the episode? Nope. Okay, Rami well... Malek, can't wait to see you on Glee. <laughs> oh my god, could you imagine? <laughs> oh, I would love to see it. Could you imagine if I'd been keeping that a secret from you the whole time that Rami Malek turns up and is a series regular for season six? Look, when Sanjaya shows up in season six of Glee... <laughs> This is nice. My face hurts from laughing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Futurist, you got to take it away. (laughs) Oh, that's the truest thing you've ever said, bestie. So true. Thank you for listening to another episode of TH Glee. If you like this episode, you can give it a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to see more from us, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at THGlee420. If you want to hear more of my voice, you can check out Pumping Up the Podcast, a Hannah Montana podcast, or follow me on Twitter at LovelyLacy. And if you want to hear more of my voice, you can listen to Ramsey's recaps and Trailer Trash, or follow me on Twitter at Style. And until next time, don't stop believing. Oh my god. (laughs) 